0: hello everyone and welcome back to purple noon a podcast i am stephanie conti and i am here with the fiona to my jerry <laughs> highly highly slash mr Whiskers slash bosco slash deer slash bunny uh it's it's a long story but savannah lanao say we're back We're back. Uh, Sorry about our little break. Uh, We had some exams pop up, some little personal family issues and whatnot, but we're good. And this week we got not one, but two episodes. We got the episode you're listening to now and upcoming this Sunday. We do have my birthday episode.
1: Hopefully we could tap last year's. Last year's got intense.
0: Well, yeah, because you decided on my birthday to go against the grain. The natural order of the world.
1: I gave the thing like an eight and a half, I think.
0: Right? And there's still like, and you know what? Our friendship is at a 9.9 because of it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not that better. I'm not that better. I promise. But it was definitely a shocker. It was definitely a uh, <laughs> Not a disappointment, but a boo-boo. It definitely it was a, a boo-boo on your it part, was, Savannah.
1: It was a little was surprise. It was, it was such a shock to you. I understand.
0: We were, we, I was just shell-shocked. I was acting on emotion. It's fine. It's fine. You know, we've, uh, we've made up since then. Of course. Of course. I have no resentment over that <laughs> whatsoever. Anyways, so Savannah, today I made a TikTok because I was scrolling on TikTok And I got a little, not upset, but I'll say a lighter version. So I'll say upsetty spaghetti. I got a little upsetty spaghetti, a little annoyed because I'm scrolling through a bunch of like movie related stuff and everyone is talking about the same shit. Like, I'm sorry, but literally everything was either LaHane, Come and See, Parasite, or Godfather and it wasn't like even by like the same user or anything like that and it was various people of different ages too and so i personally like those movies are good just so overhyped like don't yeah. am i
1: crazy no i i feel like there are certain movies that don't need the attention we don't need a 450th review of the godfather we don't need a 2 review. It's interview.
0: still so crazy how people are like, oh, yeah, that's still the best movie of all time. And I'm like, it's been like
1: 40-something years. You could say that's your favorite. That's fine.
0: Yeah. But, like, it, it's just crazy, too. Like, it, it's just how even still – because I remember, like, when I first started getting into The Godfather, every film person at some point gets has a Godfather phase, you know? My yeah. Godfather phase, everyone my age didn't know it. Now – Kids who are my age when I started getting into it all know it now because they're all like, oh, my God, mafia, mafioso. And they, they think it's like this huge, cool thing. And I'm like, it is. But dang, I was all alone when I first jumped the train, you know? I know,
1: I know. Same with me and Goodfellas. Do you think anybody our age was talking about that movie six years ago? But now you have the, uh, the uh, what is it, the NYU film kids?
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what i used to dream about being an nyu film kid but it, and so but it's just a lot of things like it, there's more movies there's just more movies that we can all be talking about and like i said i'm not dissing the, them if that's their favorite movie that's one thing but to just be like four weeks straight going guys come and see Like, I get it. It's got, like, a lasting impression. And I was like that for about a week. But on TikTok, come on. Give me some more content. You know what it is? I think the
1: worst is when they're pretentious about it. I think if someone's genuinely excited, if they're just like, guys, I really like this movie, that's fine. But if you're just like, oh, you guys don't know about this movie. This movie deserves all the credit. It's like, bro, all right.
0: Like, I'm some kind of a film aficionado. Like, I've seen two out of the three godfathers and i think i know what i'm talking about (laughs) like even that like i i don't judge people if that's what their favorite movie is like awesome power to you like those are good movies and stuff it's that whole like pretentious attitude you know
1: this is what i'm saying if you're if you're genuinely excited about it everyone's gonna cheer you on i'm gonna be like yeah bro let's talk about the godfather you you're nice about it if you're superior you suck And also, everyone has a
0: corner of their like film, filmography, like their favorite films. Like, if you put it on a shelf and everything, there's always going to be someone, everyone has that one movie that you pick out and you're like, excuse me. And then they're like, wait, but I can explain. Mine, I might have several of those, including Tusk. That's been come up before. (laughs) Purple Noon
1: official slammer, that one, because we rated it higher (laughs) than. Not Mr.
0: Tusk is our mascot. (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things where, like, obviously, we have every right to, like, like a movie like that, you know? But it's just so, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to school someone and be like, you don't know this. This is the best movie. Also, by the way, I really enjoy, you know, Tusk, you know, Gremlins, Superior, Poltergeist, Steven Spielberg's best movie. Like, I get it. I... I and I'm not being like, oh, I'm I'm, cur- I'm I'm ahead of the curve or, you know, I'm like better because I like weird films that are just yeah. bad sometimes. But it's like it, it's just so crazy, like how pretentious people come out, especially the young ones, too. But I essentially I made carrying on from that. I made a TikTok essentially saying like, hey, Those movies are great power to you. But here are some other movies that I highly recommend uh, checking out if you haven't heard of it because they just don't get the hype. And some of the movies that I had mentioned were – and even though, like I say, like, obviously you might recognize them. But in terms of, like, TikTok criterion thing, they just never come up. And that was, like, Tom Popo, Europa, On the Waterfront, World on a Wire – um, and, uh, Ministry of Fear was one that I like elevated in the comments too. Cause I didn't have enough time to talk about it, but out of all the criterions, you know, Savannah, like which one are you surprised that you don't see people talking about more often?
1: Truthfully, it's a lot of the older ones. Um, mm-hmm. and what I mean by older ones, it's the ones that aren't like super popular. So, uh, one of the movies I have is called Good Morning. It's a Japanese film. I've never heard anybody talk about it besides
0: me. Um, yeah, I, I, I've maybe like as soon as you said that, I think maybe one person, and I think that might have been David Blakesley. Would you David follow him, King? Course. Follow the King. He's he's the best on in the Criterion Group, but um, I think he's one of the very few who. Yeah, I don't hear many people mention it.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay. Like, I, obviously, I like a lot of popular Criterion's too, but I think. Like you were saying, to say, like, oh,
0: come and see. Eh, it's okay to explore. It's okay yeah, to explore. It, and don't get me wrong. I love come and see. Like, I, I yeah. made a post recently saying that I think come and see is one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. But I don't think it's, like, just, like, that's it. It's the best one ever. You don't need to explore anything else in the Criterion collection, you know?
1: Agreed, agreed. Um, I'm trying to think what else I own. I can't. You know, every time someone asks me about Criterion, just blank. We run a Criterion podcast.
0: (laughs) I do feel like a lot of... You know, I feel like Three Colors, it gets hype. But Decalogue, I don't see getting hype. I never see Decalogue getting hype, and that deserves the hype. Yeah, definitely. Tokyo Drifter, the two movies, I feel like I'm the only one to ever mention our Ministry of Fear and Europa. I feel like I'm the only person that even knows. Even I was very surprised. Like I recommended it to a person and then like a bunch of people in the comments were like, actually never heard of those bef- either of those before. I'm like,
1: yeah, they're
0: fantastic. I know i have you seen Europa. We both reviewed it. So, you know, like that one's a pretty good film. Um, but yeah, like I don't know anyone else who's ever mentioned those two.
1: No, you're the only one. For Europa, especially. I've heard of (laughs)
0: school. I'm the only... Because anytime anyone wants to bring up Lars, it's always going to be Antichrist, you know?
1: Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Or Nympho. I hear that one a lot.
0: Yeah, you don't really hear a lot about, like, uh, Alphaville or even Breaking the Waves or even Melancholia. You don't hear about that. It's always focused on, uh, I feel like, Nymphomaniac or Antichrist, truly.
1: Yeah, because I think... uh, truthfully I it's all in the name too yeah so that yeah, also definitely
0: helps. Tom Popo definitely a bit underrated too
1: Tom Popo um I'm trying to think what do I have you know, what I, you I know based,
0: based off the movies that you have, I actually don't see a lot of people like they're well known movies, but they're just not talked about in the Criterion community. And that would be oh, the yeah. before series that you have, as well as you don't I don't hear anyone talking about the before series in like the Criterion realms. And I also don't hear people talking about Princess Bride, although those are two like pretty well established, you know, movie series and movie I don't hear people talking about them a lot. It's too mainstream.
1: No, <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes some Criterion fans—it's one or two things because they're so popular. I feel like people already own DVDs or special versions of those DVDs. For example, there's a lot of collector's editions of *Princess Bride*, so I'd kind of get if people didn't want to do a double purchase. Or, I love my Criterion fans. I love the the community, but some people think it's a little too mainstream.
0: Yeah. And then like it's always so funny what like where people start off first and like the criterion and everything, you know? Like it's just like I see everyone immediately. They go to Parasite, which is a great introduction film, honestly, if you're gonna like go into the criterion, but they don't branch anywhere from like what's being talked about. It's always Parasite, Lahane, and Come and See is usually the films people talk about.
1: I have a good one. Tell me. Um, I don't hear La Dolce Vita or what is um, a special one? What's the Sophia Loren one? Oh, a special day. Uh, yeah, a special day is not that great, but I don't hear people talking about that, and I haven't why. seen too many. <laughs> I haven't seen too many videos on La Dolce Vita.
0: Yeah, I feel like a definitely Italian cinema kind of died out. Uh, everyone's like, oh, French New Wave. French New Wave, oh my God. And, but no one's like, I, and definitely you get like some Fellini praise here and there. But like overall, in terms of like Italian cinema, like, uh, like I'm the type of like person like in the Criterion forum to be like, has anyone ever heard of El Bugna in e Natasca? And everyone's <laughs> like, what? What no, is that? I don't want to hear nothing from
1: nobody. If you own Salo, and you're one of those <laughs> people that have to have the fourth, every edition of Salo, don't talk to me about owning anything.
0: <laughs> strong words savannah if
1: you own one copy that's fine like that's cool or if you own like one new copy an old copy that's fine i've literally seen people that are like i've owned every version ever i'm like mm.
0: interesting i mean maybe it could be for like collecting value but
1: if you're just that specific movie if you have like several versions of it i don't want to talk to you about
0: <laughs> the cool. conversation is not open it's a it's a one-way channel you don't we have have no receiver th- on the th- other th- end here that's all that's all I'm saying it's so funny because I it, even though like I'm 22 about to be 23 I feel like somehow it's so weird to be that age but also recognize like I've been collecting criterions for 10 years which is like whack to even think about. Cause I'm like, I'm only 22. Like, how is this happening? Who let me get into this stuff when I was like 12, you know, 12 or 13, I think is when I, Oh man. No, I think I was 13 when I picked up purple noon. Crazy, crazy. Who would have thought, who would have thunk it? Great, but, um, Great yeah, news. I picked up like purple noon when I was 13. And also I was a high schooler. I couldn't afford criterions. You gave me that I was, I was loading, you know, my little, my little debit card and stuff, just waiting for, uh, sales to happen so I wasn't able to buy them all the time but um I remember before La Dolce Vita was even put out imagine a 14 year old going on Facebook and asking family hey can someone really help me find like an English version like with the subtitles of La Dolce Vita on LimeWire please because I really want to watch it (laughs) To illegally download all italian old movies because when i couldn't even even either, either uh afford you know the criterions at the time or just because they didn't have them on criterion i felt so stupid because like one year later la dolce vita was put on criterion i'm like man you had me i got viruses on my
1: computer <laughs> you should have done this earlier the things we do for the love of film you know
0: And yeah, it's yeah it's definitely tough but um yeah, so I, I made that TikTok. Go check it out. We both have TikToks, and Purple Noon's account has a TikTok as well. So check those out. Uh, I We both tend to do videos. You do more, like, um commentary on movies. Like, you did a great commentary on Lolita, and definitely people should check that out. I do, like, here's my collection, and then I'll occasionally show, like, some weird poster I got, or I'll show off, like, my little record collection and be like, has anyone ever listened to Andre Previn? Soundtrack, (laughs) like a little loser.
1: We love the experience.
0: I try, I try. But uh, anyways, so today we're talking about a non-Criterion movie. And it's kind of uh, bonkers. And let me just say, before I introduce this movie, I showed this to Savannah and my boyfriend (laughs) in the mind of like, oh, this is a dark comedy. It really wasn't. I made a boo boo. And I'm sorry about that, Savannah, because it ended up being a little bit more. Because we were like, oh, let's watch something light. Yeah. And it was either this this movie or something. Oh, what was the other movie we were debating? Um there's
1: another comedy or something like that. But Buddy
0: Cop comedy, really good. Um, with I- Ryan Gosling and Oh nice guys. Nice, nice guys, thank you. I was thinking other guys, but I know that's not other it. guys is uh Pharrell Farrell, and- yeah. not Pharrell, and um
1: yeah
0: Wahlberg. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like, ah, oh, this is I remember the ending being funny. <laughs> and I just went with that and I showed them this and I actually felt so bad because this was like a really it's a hard to watch movie um so bear with if anything is like oh yeah i really like this part it's still a hard to watch movie so let me introduce it we're talking about the voices came out in 2014 and is about a likable guy pursues his office crush with the help of his evil talking pets but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date and the director of it is uh marjane uh Sadaradapi, Satir- I believe, or Sadarapi, I believe, mm. is how you pronounce the last name. Mm. Um, written by Michael Perry, and it stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gemma Arton, Anna Kendrick, and Jackie Weaver. Now, Savannah, without spoiling, you went through the torture of being told that this was a light-hearted movie, and then mm-hmm. discovering that it was not. So, how do you feel about this movie without spoilers?
1: I. I liked it, even though I was misled. And I think <laughs> as long as you know what you're getting into, it's actually a very good movie. If you are thinking this is going to be a light comedy, like I was, yeah, it might throw you in for a loop. I was I was throwing a loop, but it's not your fault, Steph. I think...
0: But you can see why, before getting into spoilers, you can see why the ending stood out the most and why I would think it would be a dark comedy. Because it has the framing of a dark comedy, but it's not.
1: You know, I, I we talked about this with, one of the reasons I liked Another Round is because I thought it was balanced. I think a lot of movies have a hard time with the dark comedy title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I think this movie definitely.
0: It's kind of skewed in one direction. I think
1: because they thought like, oh, funny animals talking and jokes. They could pass it for a comedy. When really this is more of. I don't know. It's not a horror. It's just
0: more of kind of like. So in in terms of what IMDb considers the genre, it's actually comedy, crime and fantasy, which is accurate, but still doesn't feel like a full depiction a correct depiction of the movie
1: it's just an emotional load gets dropped on you at some point <laughs> yes you know? it's yeah so I think that would actually be my only critique of the movie is it's a little misleading because even if you didn't like even if you weren't like this is a light movie I think even the uh what is it the summary of it is misleading I think you're just like oh his animals talk to him <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, and even like evil talking pets seems kiddish compared to actually what it is, you know? And I think also, especially when you have Ryan Reynolds as the lead in it, people be like, oh, dark comedy like Deadpool. I feel like people are going to go into this movie and be like, ha ha ha, this is going to be a dark comedy like Deadpool because that's what Ryan Reynolds does. No, this is just really dark fantasy criminal comedy (laughs) like like,
1: yeah Anna Kendrick is in it and she's mostly a comedy actress so you have two comedic leads again you know I'm being totally honest with the audience here so yeah again I think if you know what you're getting into this is a very good movie if not be prepared for something not even darker. What's the word for like bleak, bleak? Yeah. Be prepared for something bleak.
0: It's definitely very bleak. And I think this is also why um, it did not do well in terms of reviews, because when you see that, and even if you see glimpses of the trailer, because the movie is shot very beautifully with a bunch of colors, If you watch that, you're thinking like, oh, this is like dark Wes Anderson. No, like even someone I'm looking at a review right now called it an amusing horror romance. Do not call this a horror romance like this. That I would, all. I would not consider this to be a horror romance either. It's really hard to explain this movie, but that's why I do think it's highly because it that that's I think that's both a pro and a con. Con meaning that with what you were saying, it's going to be very misleading towards people, but also pro. It's kind of like no other movie out there.
1: Yeah, you're not going to find another movie out here that, that does what this does. Um, and I will say, Ryan Reynolds does a very good job with uh, balancing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, hes I know he's more known for comedic roles, but he's actually a very good horror actor, too. He was in Amityville Horror. Not the best movie, but he was pretty good in it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it was it I don't think it was bad to his own fault. I think it like I think he did the best he could for that movie That's to be completely honest.
1: I think there's potential there for him to be a good horror actor and I think he was able to showcase that
0: here. For sure. Yeah, and so let's kind of break this down um a little bit. So let's talk about the acting. So obviously, um you just said Ryan Reynolds he he did very well in this. I think also this is probably, no joke, my favorite Ryan Reynolds movie, as weird as that may seem, because of how it really shows him off as an actor. Because not only is he the voice of the main character, Jerry, but he also plays the voices of all the animals. And you would not know... Like, first of all, he's very talented at doing accents. Like, he plays the dog, he plays the cat, he does the voice for them and stuff like that. And you would not know it's it was him until there's a scene that kind of reveals that it is him. And it, it's, it's brilliant that they did that, because originally the director was supposed to be the voice for the animals, but Ryan Reynolds was like, no, it would make so much more sense, because if this guy's imagining voices, it's going to be variations of his own voice. Which yeah. smart, which was a very, very smart decision, like props to the director for going with that because it really does add something, especially in the scene where we see him sitting by himself that, you know, the cat and the dog are not talking and he's switching in and out with the voices. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah. thought that was fantastic. Um, and also, I think all the female actresses, um, we have uh, Gemma Arten, Anna Kendrick, uh, Jackie Weaver, who plays the... Therapist and Ellis Ellie Ella Smith. Uh, so Gemma, Anna, and Ella all play like his co-workers and everything. I also think that they did fantastic because they did a really great job of having scenes where they were kind of creeped out by Jerry thinking he was weird, or even in Anna Kendrick's character's case, liking him. And then they all kind of shift to his version of all three characters. And it's great. And they sell it. They sell it really well. It doesn't seem like fake or anything, especially when you see like the character Fiona, who goes from like, no, get away from me, things like that. And who's the first victim in the movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's very sweet to him, but now her head is on the table. And then, you know, things like that. I think all actresses did a great job in this movie as as well. Um, Out of all the female performances, Savannah, did any of them in particular stand out?
1: I really liked um, Fiona's and specifically because she did a great job at giving us the first clue of Jerry. In the beginning, we have an unreliable narrator, obviously. So this world is skewed to Jerry. Mm -hmm. And for me, I did not understand why like she didn't like Jerry. I was like, Jerry's so nice. It's cute. Asking her out. And I think as an actress, she did a very good job in like alluding to the fact that he's kind of weird without giving it away because she i I think they could have went a different direction with how what's the word i'm looking for i always can't
0: remember this word
1: it's like Like, in terms of like
0: narration or
1: it's like when you give a little bit but it's not too much i'm gonna remember it like 15 minutes later I, I oh, don't know she's why. Very subtle. She's very subtle. Please, if I ever forget this word, please, it's it's always subtle.
0: I'm always looking for a word. It's I'm thinking you're trying to say like giving you a little morsel. I don't know why morsel was the word that came no, into play I in my head. remember
1: the word subtle. It's happened subtle. four times She's very subtle about him being weird. And I think she, the director or her could have gone many different ways with how much they wanted to give the audience. I thought she did a pretty good job. So for me, I did like her performance. Anna Kendrick is also good here. I'm not a huge Anna Kendrick fan. um, And I do
0: think, I don't think that's to her own fault. I think she falls under a major typecast of like, and even though she does do it here, but it works in her favor. It's that type of like bubbly, like like bubbly, awkward girl, things like that.
1: Yeah, she's quirky girl. It works in this movie. And I think she does well, especially... Once you realize what's up with Jerry. Yeah. Um, but I personally like Fiona. I think she was my favorite. And The Therapist was pretty good too.
0: I, I agree too because it I, I really just, I really liked this movie for a lot of different reasons. Like I, even rewatching it, I w- I was kind of like taken aback at really how much I did like the movie because it never stops to surprise you. Even the ending
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: can't predict the ending, but it still makes sense and ah uh, well i that's debatable, but it it <laughs> kind of it flows it flows, you know, but I really what impressed me most of all was the use of the character Fiona, and obviously, like you said that she kind of gave hints and you know subtle and the word and everything like that, but really, we kind of understand where were starting to head in direction is when they hit the deer yeah like and that scene is very intense like there's a lot of like and this movie for how it's depicted and everything like that and how it begins you would not expect the intensity that this movie actually brings to the table whether it's scenes like that whether it's some of the killing scenes or even when uh jerry is no longer in his like manic state and actually sees the world around him and it's gruesome like i think that is fan fantastic um in terms of like story uh, flips
1: back and forth is very impressive like oh yeah and i don't think that too much
0: you don't see yeah no shifting from like realities especially from you know a especially when the narrator is the person like, cause I'm the only other movie that I can really think of is something like psycho, but you don't get to see that shift until the end. Like when it's like, you know, he's just wrapped in the blanket and it's like, I'm here. It's mother, like, you know, that weird <laughs> thing. But, um, I really think that this does a great job, you know, shifting and having the audience really look at Jerry's perspective of things and, I, it really just is well written. Like, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I kind of feel like I feel like I'm talking about this, like how I'm talking about like Tusk, where it's so bizarre and so crazy, but I still struggle to find plot holes. I still struggle to find yeah, things that are it's wrong a very with well it. You well know?
1: developed movie. Um, the only thing I feel like again, the teetering line of comedy and bleakness that was definitely unbalanced. I think yes. for me personally, I would have really liked this to either be a little bit more serious. I don't mind about the animals. I think that that was cool, but it could have been a little bit more serious or we could have gone full-fledged comedy. I think where the movie, the turning point in the movie is we realize what happens to Jerry and his family history. His mother has the same, I'm assuming schizophrenia that he has and he ends up witnessing something very terrible he does something very terrible I think that was the line for me on this not being a comedy because once you get into territory like that I think comedy is very debatable yeah and then also it it does mix
0: it does mix a lot of elements like there's no defined moments like especially when he's switching from his reality to the real reality there's no definite like oh in his reality it's strictly comedy and then this it's strictly like it all merges which i believe is good and it does make sense but for the sake of the audience watching and for the sake of figuring out the genre of this movie that does hinder it a little bit because it all just kind of starts blurring after he spoiler kills Fiona.
1: Yeah. Again, I feel like this movie, even with the killing spreezy, I think it could have still went in in the comedy way. I just kind of, and I personally wish it would have still went that way.
0: Yeah, like, I wonder if maybe, um, because obviously, even when there's like little funny moments with like the cat and the dog and stuff like that, it's still hard to label that movie as or label a scene as funny when he's talking to a woman he beheaded and the head is sitting on the table and stuff. Maybe if he, the character had imagined that she was completely together, which also that could have gone differently. Like imagine if instead of like the reveal being like, she um, came out of, you know, she was in the, the fridge, her head was in the fridge and she's like, hi, Cherry. And like, that's how she's introduced. I wonder how it would have been if, more so, he just kind of imagined she was still alive and walking around the house.
1: Something like that. I mean, again, I didn't mind the head thing. I just think that's where it started to teeter for me. And then his backstory is where it kind of unraveled. I think, like I said, I think a movie like this, it, it's always going to be hard to make it a comedy unless you just go full-fledged like fantasy and silly.
0: Uh, You know what it does remind me of? There was this movie that Jack Black was in a few years ago when it was supposed to be like a light comedy, but it's based on a true story. And I think it's like a guy kills his mother or something like that, but it's Jack Black, you know? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Uh, I'm just, now I got to look this up. Like he was, I remember like people saying like it was a little bit weird to see because it was kind of marketed as like a dark comedy, kind of like this, but essentially Jack Black kills his mother in it. Oof, yeah, I don't know. It's a person's name as the title. Man, this is the time where I wish we had like a Twitch chat or something and someone would be like, Stephanie, it's this movie. So I don't have to look it up myself.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Um, But like I said, I think this is kind of what I was talking about last time we talked about dark comedies. I've rarely Mm -hmm. seen movies that can pull that title off. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, like a lot of movies, oh yeah, like there's a really sometimes – a horrific thing that happens but we make a few jokes with the dark uh, comedy you know it, it I I would like to see more successfully done dark comedies I think we're in the right direction with this movie I think there was good intent I think they had the right idea in terms of dark comedy but it just it couldn't be well executed because of the plot and the plot was great and the storyline made a lot of sense um mm-hmm. but yeah again with that that's my only critique only thing
0: Stephanie gotcha gotcha so I found the movie it's called Bernie oh can you hear me
1: yeah I I thought you went out that's my bad
0: you Uh, you can still hear me though right yeah you kind of went out too I'm gonna write down the the time when the audio went out just so that way I could tell act act tell act to edit (laughs) <laughs> you can still hear me though right i can't hear you okay you so just, I, been I
1: think you went out for like two minutes
0: probably my uh sometimes my internet switches 32 minute mark okay so i have that written all right i'll do a little countdown back in all right three two one so the movie i was thinking about have you ever heard of bernie
1: yeah, I have. I don't know what it's about, but I've heard the name.
0: Okay, so it's by Richard Linklater. And that that's where the similarity is, at least in my head, at least where I'm thinking. And essentially, Bernie, it says, in a small Texas town, an aff- a affable mortician strikes up a friendship with a wealthy widow, though when she starts to become controlly, he goes to great lengths to separate himself from her grasp. Very interesting movie. It even has like, Shirley MacLaine and Matthew McConaughey and stuff and it was considered like it is labeled as a crime comedy or a dark comedy and that's I would compare it to something like that but I can see I I personally I don't think that that weird line in my opinion because I do like the movie I don't think the lack of genre or the concrete you know idea of the genre it doesn't ruin the experience of the movie for me, you know? Yeah, I got it. It could be misleading, like how I misled you and said it was a dark comedy when, but at the end of the day, I think how, like, I really just don't understand how else I could have like said it, you know, and be like, oh yeah, it's just creepy. Kind of like Spring. How do you explain Spring to someone, you know?
1: No, I understand. I I just can see people going into this with a very different understanding of the female movie and i think it's important to just be like hey this is very bleak there's some jokes in between some fun animals but it, you're gonna see some rough stuff
0: hmm yeah
1: than that, good movie very unique
0: and you know what uh love the fact that this movie because we don't often enough get to talk about female directors and i will say and you know like with sometimes. Just because a movie has a female director, that doesn't make it a good movie. I'm just going to say it, say it there, cancel me, whatever. I don't care. That's just the truth. It doesn't matter who's the director. Sometimes people can just make bad movies. But I really liked the director of this movie. Her name is Marjane Satrapi, And I also knew her for um, She, There was this, um, it's a really, really great graphic novel that they uh, adapted into um a movie if -hmm. you have not heard of it or read it i highly recommend reading it it's about a young girl right before the iranian revolution fantastic and so she actually directed the animated film for that other than that though she hasn't done a lot she did percephalus she did this and then a few you know more lower lesser known films in between here and there but honestly with the directing of um this movie and everything i i think she's a fantastic director
1: yeah no for sure I'd love to see something else by her because this was a very good movie good structure the coloring I enjoyed I liked the the pink work outfit the pink theme uh, I liked his apartment um I even liked the Asian restaurant scene so I thought a lot of the construction of the movie was very <laughs> what
0: was the name of the restaurant it was like I was at Xixian, and yes. like he would always try to like it was
1: so great yeah, so other than I the mislead, the misleadment misleadment, other than me feeling misled, I think it's a really good movie. Mhm. Fun. Sometimes. And <laughs> if, if, if you like horror, uh the movie also talks about mental illness. I feel like in a very
0: exaggerated way. But it still yeah. talks about it, which I always think is good, you know?
1: No, absolutely. Um, it's just very big like everything else in the movie, which I liked. It's a very exaggerated movie. It's it's fun. It's scary. It's a very good, you know what it is? It's a very good, um, I feel like you could show it to your friends and have a semi- this, this
0: is definitely like bringing over the friends. This is a movie night type of thing. Because like, look, there are some movies that are just great. But you don't want to show to mo- like at a movie night. You want to get something like shocking. You want to do something like to get everyone's attention in immediately. Like, for example, I'm sorry, but if I have a group of friends over, I'm not bringing Godfather over and subjecting people who may not like movies as much as I do to watch that like for three, three and a hours. half hours.
1: Yeah. This is definitely something you can show to your friends during a movie night. So that's also a bonus.
0: something like this yeah and the like you i totally agree the costuming the lighting and even the use of the song is fantastic and it's sung at the end is kind of sang a lot throughout the the middle of the film it's like sing a happy song that's a great it's a a pop and don't lie um but now we have to talk about the ending because i mentioned like oh i remember the ending and the ending is probably one of the more memorable parts of the movie obviously there's a lot of shocking scenes and stuff but the ending so this ends where this guy he murders three people three women Mm -hmm. he really doesn't mean to but clearly he's got issues and whatnot and things like that and you know and then what i also thought is crazy to reveal is that the fact that he doesn't even work at the place which i thought was insane to add that he like has been saying like oh hey and stuff. Nah,
1: it's just like an unreliable narrator. The whole for movie. sure,
0: but it's just like so shocking cuz then you see in his room like it looks like it reeks cuz there's pizza boxes and then they find out like oh yeah, like he still thinks he's a pizza delivery guy for us and it's like oh my god. Like how it show, really shows like how far away from reality Jerry Jerry is. Yeah. Um but the ending he kidnaps his therapist doesn't kill her, but then the police come, and he lives. Also, the choice for his apartment room thing, fantastic. Old bowling alley, creative. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. personally would live in an old bowling alley if I had, like, a little room like that and stuff. But that's because <laughs> I like bowling, and I'm weird. But he essentially uh, accidentally causes a gas leak and a fire, and the whole building kind of goes on fire, bounding to implode and stuff. And he slowly dies, air quote, air quote, because it's not really seen in the fire. And it just cuts to him and Jesus. And then all the three girls, all his victims, just going around and singing, sing a happy song, sing a happy song. And the great thing and is, all is that in a colorful outfit. All beautiful 60 style color outfits and everything. And one of the best things about it too, is that Ryan Reynolds and the entire cast are actually singing the song. And it's great singing. Ryan Reynolds can sing and he should try more. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect too, especially with Jesus. Having Jesus sing was great too. Of course. Um, what did you think of that ending? Because I've heard people be like, oh, like th- people can just, think that that's a lazy ending. But what so did you think? It was
1: jarring after the emotional, like, again, towards the end, it's very emotional. There's a lot of, you know, you're like, oh, jerry and all of a sudden they're just in bright pink outfits all white background jesus is there his there's a forklift there's a forklift
0: bringing him to heaven
1: it's, it's so jarring but you couldn't have had a better ending because if you left that movie just him dying just like that i think it creates a whole different feel for the film and the film we're like it's just we're in Jerry's head the whole time, so yeah. it makes sense that the ending is what he would think is the final resolution.
0: And one of my favorite elements of the ending, and why I think it's so brilliant, is because um, obviously the singing stuff is highly entertaining and whatnot. But if you look at everyone, the only person that's dressed differently is Jerry and Jesus. Well, but we'll ignore <laughs> Jesus for a second. Um, out of all his victims, he still wears the color blue and i think that's such a great way of saying like no matter what there was no changing jerry he was still in this rut he was still blue like, no matter what the ending could have been, I thought that was such a great way to be like, hey, we're going to give you this. But the fact of the matter is there was no changing Jerry and there was no saving Jerry. Yeah. And so that's why he put uh, the, you know, director or even costumer put everyone in these bright clothing and then articulated that through him wearing an all dark blue suit, which looks schnazzy. Yeah, great pick great. too. Great. So, okay, two questions. Would you own this movie on DVD? Secondly, what's your rating for the movie?
1: Okay. I'm going to say no because I don't think I'd watch this movie again because when it gets hard, it gets very hard. When they start talking about Jerry's background and some of the more serious situations, it's very sad. Yep. And it's it's very – it can be very graphic. So Mm -hmm. for me personally – some of those scenes will stick with me, especially when we find out that he ended up killing his mom in a mercy situation. Yeah. And the ending is
0: in a way very sad, you know, this is still bleak. I mean, we all know that everyone is dead and that he's just singing and singing a happy song singing you know? <laughs> while burning in the fire, you know. <laughs> and it's and it's sad because like you want to help Jerry. Jerry isn't you know he's
1: not a bad person, he's just a mentally ill person. Yeah. He's not pure evil. So because of that, I will not own it just because I don't see myself just wanting to pop this in casually. However, I think this movie is very good. I will give it an eight out of 10 because of how well executed everything was.
0: Nice. So for me, I would love to own this movie. I there's I think when I see movies like this, there's and this may sound very narcissistic. There's I always like certain movies for some certain reasons, and I think the like true reason why I like this movie other than it's a really good movie is the fact that honestly, if you had given me the script, I probably would have done the same thing. As narcissistic as it sounds like, "Oh, I wouldn't. I I would have done the same thing as Marjane Satrapi." You know, it, it sounds so pretentious and ridiculous. I know, but I really like it appeases my style. It appeases, like, my own personal, you know, flair, I guess you could say. So that's why I would love to own it. That's why I'm going to give it, a, like, a 9.3. Wow. All right. I mean, I you you know my work. You know the things I write. I definitely think this is, if like, a close representation of something that I would make, you know? Yeah. Because I do the dark stories, but my entire room is bright pink, you know? <laughs> so I do... Like, other than just for my own sake, you know, and comparing it to me and stuff, I do think it's a fantastic movie, and I do highly recommend it. Um, But, yeah, it really just does appeals to me. I really do feel like, oh, yeah, like, I would do this, too. Like, it's very agreeable with my senses. Sure, sure. I would give it, yeah, I would own it, and I'd give it that score.
1: Awesome. all right check it out worth watching for sure
0: yes and it is on hbo max um and it's like it's good pace good mood like it's it's, it keeps you entertained absolutely for sure so definitely we recommend it um so yeah so as always thank you so much to sensei david and homeboy james and if you're like whoa cool nicknames where can i get one huh check out our red i almost said red bubble (laughs) Check out our Patreon, sorry. Check out our Patreon and just, you know, support us in any way that you can, whether it's a like, whether it's a subscribe, whether it's just listening to us, whatever. But if you want a cool nickname, go on Patreon and check out our tiers because our dollar tier is a cool nickname. Shout out that you get in every single episode. Definitely check it out. Um, And yeah, just check out this movie. And next time we will... Um. Actually, it'll be my birthday episode, Woo! and we're gonna be talking about one of my favorite TV so TV, TV shows, TV show series of all times, The End of the Effing World. So that's what you'll hear from us next time. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.